Beetlejuice. 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 It's showtime. Welcome to the Beetlejuice Minute, where we discuss Tim Burton's Beetlejuice minute by minute. I'm your host, Julianne Fay, actress and owner of CinemaBliss.com, and my co-host today is Barry Rathbun. I am not an actress. I am more involved in the sound part of making movies. So in minute 40, Charles hears ghost voices while he's trying to conduct a business deal on the phone. When, of course, those ghost voices are coming from Adam and Barbara as they try to scare him using designer sheets. Who wants to go first? Well, first, we have an actual guest in the studio again. We do. An actual guest? You mean all of these others have been virtual guests? Yep. Have you been hologramming me this whole time, Barry? No, 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 no. The guests have been. I've been here. The guests have been hologramming. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, our non-holographic guest today is Anthony Phillips. I thought I was one of the ghosts for a minute. <laughs> well, we've got three mics. You're holding it's up a mic. around the room. It is. That's kind of impressive. It's a ghost mic. I know, right? You're going to have to tell us how you do that magic trick later. <laughs> He's dead. So, uh, again, who wants to start first? <laughs> well, there isn't a whole lot uh, different in the script, although there is a few, you know, it being the 90s, oh, sorry, it being 88. There's references to the Japanese joint venture that Maxi is currently on the other line with because he has to go, or at least that's his excuse. And then Charles immediately jumps in with, oh, the Japanese can run it. So, you know, because they were running everything in the 80s movies. And there's a nice uh, putz throwback. I haven't heard that in a while. And I love that we know that haunted houses sell for more, but this guy, nobody knows that they're sitting on a gold mine and he's just, you know, putz. Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting how he says it, too. It's not, you know, like, it's not one of the typical uh, putz. No, the way he, he, he puts way more of a statement on it, I guess. <laughs> I noticed something, too. Um, you guys have seen the movie Scrooged. Right. Yes. 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 Well, it's just when he's sitting in the room with the backdrop and everything. I know we've discussed the backdrop in the last minute, but it just it reminded me a lot of Scrooge because there's almost an identical backdrop when he's at his pet house and you can look out and it's the skyline and everything. Just I don't know why, but it, that popped in my head. I will mention, we'll play with the colors again. First of all, I love the doorknob trope and it's white against the kind of reddish door just to you know be even more obvious and for some reason it works in this film i mean the, the doorknob trope has been overused and overused but i don't know it works in this movie and i like that it's white a weird color against the red and we also notice that charles has a red velvet blazer or kind of a burgundy velvet blazer on here and of course there's the redwood door and when it closes it kind of demarcates his room which is reddish and living in the hallway which is really obviously slate blue i know i'm going to beat this into the ground but i i'm convinced this was all done on purpose well that's what minute <laughs> that's what watching movies minute by minute is for right <laughs> i do exactly. have a question though about mm -hmm. the whole lydia thing i just want to know for one does he not realize how tall his daughter is or how broad her shoulders are? Does he have no clue that <laughs> right. she's the size of Alec Baldwin? <laughs> I mean, he literally is completely clueless. Plus, doesn't he also realize that she's so emo before the word was even around? <laughs> does, she, does he not realize that she's so emo that she wouldn't bother to put on a ghost? That she would actually find that offensive. To put on a ghost? To put on a ghost costume like that and assume that they all go around going, going woo. I just don't. It's like he knows nothing of his daughter at all. Yeah, well, I mean, I think if Lydia was to do a ghost costume, it would not 
be sheets with holes cut for eyes. <laughs> no, she would dress normally. <laughs> or she would dress normally and just baby powder herself until yeah. she was this ghastly gray. And hang herself yeah. from the ceiling or something. Exactly. You know, like she would do something creepy. She would be like Weird. a Harold and Maude with the... Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, oh, I thank you know. for bringing up that fantastic movie. I adore Harold and Maude. If no one's ever seen it, it's a 1970-something movie and it's, it's pretty awesome. Slightly morbid, but awesome. So what do you think? Do those two characters be perfect for each other? Lydia and Harold? Oh, they would have been perfect for each other. Wow, we need like a movie mashup here. Oh, I think I, you just did it. I think you just did. <laughs> movie <laughs> Look, dating. Watch for it on YouTube. So when he, when he goes to get the door, first of all, I like it. It's kind of done very horror movie tropish. I mean, even the music's a little, nah, you know, you think it's, it's going to happen. Up. And then they do the juxtaposition of him just kind of blaseing. It's like, oh, by the way. Your mother's going to kill you for those sheets. The $300 but, sheets that look like they came from Big Lots. Yeah, I was going to say that because... Shout la- out to Big Lots. Because later on in the script, spoilers, uh, they talk a lot about the fact that their designer, Ralph Lauren, sheets, and they clearly look like they were just pulled off Adam and Barbara's bed. Maybe there were little tiny R's and L's on the one sheet, because the one sheet just has these little circles, and I can't figure out what the heck they are. And the it other one's like more paisley like a paisley. paisley yeah. Well, that's the other one. Yeah. So maybe there's little tiny RLs on there. We can't just see it from our maybe. computer screens. Yeah. Also, it's interesting because when Adam meets up with Barbara and Barbara's griping about it being so corny and everything. And yet when... Hey, you're jumping ahead. We aren't there yet. No, at the end. At the end, she walks up. Well, it's at the end she walks up, yeah. Okay. And she starts ends up about it and she has the other sheet in her hand. Yeah, and yeah. then he refers, you know, no, 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 no. Think of them as death shrouds, which, okay, Adam, whatever. I love that. <laughs> what, the, that he's death like shrouds. trying in vain to be all positive? Yes, which in a weird way works because death shrouds are not usually used in a positive context. Well, are they really that's what even makes used it... anymore at all? <laughs> but that's what makes it even better. He's being cheerful. Yeah. I have a casual death shroud and a formal death shroud, depending on the occasion. <laughs> so. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so as Charles is about to walk over to the door, you see the, um, it looks like library index cards. Card catalog. Yeah, card catalog. Thank you. My brain died. So why didn't they just pull a Ghostbusters? I mean, because everything of in- Ghostbusters. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you can come up with various ideas besides, let me put a sheet over my head. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that they can move around but and freak people out I think out you're with. supposed to realize by now that both of these people are extremely vanilla. Yes. I mean, they don't understand the idea of anything odd or outside of their very normal Norman Rockwell upbringing. Mm. I was just going to say Norman Rockwell. They are in R2AT. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, in R2AT, yeah. It sounds like a rap in R. To it, somebody give me a beatbox. T, T, no, an R <laughs> to a T. Okay, maybe not. We'll get Lin Manuel Miranda to write the. He yes. can write in. Yes, he can do that. And on that note, tune in tomorrow for minute number forty-one. We promise we'll have more to talk about. Until next time, save us some popcorn, and we'll see you soon at the Beetlejuice Minute.